All right, now I want you to think about this. An unborn baby Lizzo was making her way out of the birth canal, slowly sliding her way out of her mother and into a soft, warm towel. And at the very same time, potentially, possibly, our Kylie may have been smiling as she autographed a copy of her very first album. The fantastic top-selling album from Kylie Minogue featuring all the hits. I should be so lucky. Got to be certain. The locomotion. And je ne sais pas pourquoi. Complete your Christmas with Kylie Minogue on album, cassette and compact disc. And now selected tracks are on a fabulous video. That's right, it's only just past the 35th anniversary of Kylie. I was really curious to know about your stories. My story with the first Kylie album was that I had won a Father's Day competition and I'd been watching Kylie on the TV. Uh, my sister bought the Locomotion 7-inch single and was playing that, the Australian version, the superior version. And there was this incredible spiritual inevitable connection I remember when I won this Father's Day competition which came with a voucher for my dad to spend at Bondi Junction well they asked me what would you like and they actually said think of something special think of something you know and I went through toys and food and can I have can I have 50 strawberry yogos? You know, all that stuff that a, a young kid would say, stupid stuff. And I don't even think it was me who suggested it, but they said it would like that, the new Kylie album, because they knew that I loved her from Neighbours and Henderson Kids and all of that. And it arrived on my bed. Into the cassette player, it went, and so many of you will relate to this, my life changed. I often wish, do you, wish that you can go back and listen to or watch a show for the first time again? Because it's a totally different experience. I remember being really attuned to the synthesizers and the production of it. Like, it all seemed so magical to me. So over the past week, I have just been delighted to read and listen and watch the stories on social media from other fans about what this first album meant to them. And some of you have been so kind to share your stories and your memories and your experiences with this first very special album. The one where everyone went, oh, this is a flash in the pan, but we all knew better. But <laughs> thank you for all of you who have filled my cup over the past week by talking to me over social media or just posting your own post, which I've had a really close read of about your memories because there's something really connected in that isn't there have a listen to this story from chris uh, from brisbane australia about his memories of the first kylie album hi everyone chris from brisbane here um to share my thoughts uh and my recollection of kylie's original album um i remember gardening with my dad one day as i often did in the 80s um i was four years old um, my dad never gardened in the 80s without his wireless radio um, out in the garden. And I remember I Should Be So Lucky came onto the radio 
And um, I think that's the day <laughs> that my life changed. Um, I remember thinking, wow, and having grown up on such great, you know, Australian 80s classics being surrounded by, you know, your, your family and your parents at barbecues around that time, like you'd grown up on stuff that was so different, stuff that we all loved. But I remember I should be so lucky just sounding like nothing that I had uh, ever heard before. It was like something inside me had awoken as soon as I heard those quintessential um, 80s synths that, that Stockache and Waterman were were so well known for. I just, I thought it was the most amazing thing I'd ever heard. Um, anyway, followed by, you know, Gotta Be Certain came out. I fell in love with Gotta Be Certain. The video was fantastic. I just absolutely loved it. Um, I think it was Christmas 1988. Um, after listening and listening and li- like I would sit by the radio and just wait to hear I Should Be So Lucky, Gotta Be Certain as the singles kind of came through. Um, Christmas 1988, our household was absolute chaos. My mum was heavily pregnant with my youngest brother. They had decided to embark on a home improve- a home extension at the same time. We had no kitchen, we had no laundry. It was nuts. It was a chaotic time. Um, that Christmas I got from Santa a Sony boombox um, and to accompany my Sony boombox, I got for Christmas the uh, repackaged or reissued, if you like, Kylie collection, which, you know, I almost died that, that Christmas morning being a five-year-old getting that. Um, I probably gave that cassette an absolute flogging. I still own it to this day. Um, the first piece of Kylie anything that I owned other than, you know, 80s magazine cutouts. And and there was so much of it at the time that this album was released. But um, my first cassette, my first Kylie Anything I ever owned, um, my dad is still not admitted to this day during that chaotic period. I would sit in my bedroom and just play the Kylie collection from side A to side B, from side A to side B to side A. And it just kept going and going and going. Um, My dad still to this day has not admitted... um, to the fact that the cord to my boombox went missing for a very, very long time. And I'm sure that there's a reason for that back in the day. Um, Still, uh, you know, I don't listen to it regularly these days. It still gets played quite a lot. I love the original Kylie album. There's nothing like it. Um, Probably number one, when I've had far too much to drink or I've had a really bad day and need cheering up, um, I pop it back on. It It um, never fails to put me in a great mood and remind me of my childhood and the original Kylie that we all know and love. Chris, when I first heard that, I had goosebumps. It's, <laughs> it was such a familiar, very Australian story too, I think in some ways. I love the fact that you're suspicious of that cord going missing because <laughs> there's no doubt you're right. Will he ever admit it? Thank you so much, Chris, for sharing in this 35-year anniversary. All the vocals on this album were completely double-tracked, I think with the exception of Look My Way. Did you know that despite all the love that Kylie has tweeted out about it recently, did you know that she actually really did not like it? was quite confronted by it when it was first released. I'm going to qualify a little bit of this by saying maybe if any of us recorded an album in that style where somebody went, hey, look, here's some words, get in that box, record. And a lot of this album was done like that. So maybe if any of us were put in that position and then we heard it back, we'd be like, oh, 
And you have to forgive me in advance because I have no choice but to read this in a very bad American accent because it is such an American article published in the LA Times in December of 1988. And the headline, Fame, Fortune and No Respect. Been a rich 20-year-old pop princess, a star on three continents isn't all it's cracked up to be. Just ask Kylie Minogue, the perky, personable Australian whose single, The Loco Motion, shot into the top five in the Billboard magazine pop chart and was a smash in other countries as well. Another single, I Should Be So Lucky, from her Geffen Records debut album, Kylie, was also a fair-sized hit in this country and a chart topper in others. In Australia, Minogue is a superstar, one of those unfortunates who can't walk down the street without attracting a crowd of admirers. Back home, even before she started singing, she was a famed soap queen, co-star of Neighbours, a popular daily TV drama. Hers is not one of those tearful tales of a star burdened out by the rigors of celebrity. I like it when people know me, admitted Minogue in town recently as part of an international promotional tour. That doesn't really bother me. If she's comfortable with fame and fortune, then what's the problem? Lack of respect for her singing, as it turns out. Dance music fans who concentrate more on beat than vocals do love her, but among critics and industry colleagues, she's not known as a great singer. And that's because she isn't. I want to do better, said Minogue, who wants to be recognized for at least being a capable singer. If I'm given a chance, I can do better, but I know my limits. Minogue has been rudely indoctrinated into the sorority of female dance music pawns, vocalists who in the studio are treated by producers as just another instrument, secondary instruments at that. As Samantha Fox, a member of this sisterhood of maligned singers, cracked during a calendar interview last year, a drum machine gets more respect than a dance music artist. Pebbles, Jody Wheatley, Expose, Banana Rama are all members of this exclusive club that no one wants to join. Debbie Gibson and Vanessa Williams were in it briefly too, until they proved themselves. Minogue longs to join them as a dropout. Minogue, whose ace in the hole is an uncommonly pretty face, is small and frail looking. It would take a serious eating binge just to get her up to 90 pounds. Vocal power is not what you'd expect from someone like that. She doesn't even talk loudly. I'll be the first one to admit that I do need to work on my singing, she said. I could be stronger. But, if she stays with the English production writing team of Mike Stock, Matt Aiken, and Waterman, the Svengalis of dance music who gave the world Fox, Banana Rammer, and Rick Astley, among many others, she won't have to learn to sing. Using a studio technique called double tracking, this combination is famous for adding muscle to thin vocals. Now, it's fashionable to knock these guys, particularly in England, where their sound is dominant. Say what you want about their dance music formula, but it works, and they have a stack of hit singles to prove it. 
Minogue went to them last year when she had to record an album to follow up the success of The Locomotion, which was one of the big hits of the decade in Australia. The first version and single was produced by Mike Duffy. Because of her work on the TV show, Minogue didn't have much time to do the album, which was recorded in London. I had to put myself in their hands, she said. They had already picked the songs and recorded the music tracks. I wanted to do something a little more daring, like maybe something R&B, but Pete Waterman didn't like the idea. The whole point of the album was to keep it very light, not get into any heavy statements, any themes that were too deep, and not to do anything that might turn off my fans. I have this following mainly young girls. This album had to appeal to those fans. If my singing was too R&B, they wouldn't like it, I guess, she said. These producers think pop music is candy music. They're saying, here kids, have a piece of candy. The production team first aroused her ire when they forced her to redo the version of the locomotion that had been such a hit in Australia. She said, Pete Waterman hated it and wanted to totally change it, Minogue said. The original version by Little Eva was a sentimental favorite of his and he wanted it done in a certain way and what Pete Waterman wants he gets. What he wanted was a smooth synthesized sound on Locomotion as well as the other songs and Minot's voice double tracked. I asked them to let me use my real voice on something so they let me do that on Look My Way, one of the songs on the album Kylie pointed out. It sounds more like me than any other song on the album. Judging from Look My Way, her voice needs more power, but it does sound warmer and a little more human, unlike the team's usual impersonal fare. I wanted my voice to come through, and it doesn't, she said. I feel very removed from this album because I didn't have much say about it, and it doesn't sound like me. They did what they thought they had to do to deliver a hit, which they did, but the album still isn't me. Minogue's singing career is an accident and definitely a result of her TV soap fame. She had taken some singing lessons from a few years ago, but that was more for fun. I was really into acting, but I thought being able to sing might come in handy, she recalled. I had no plans to try to get a recording contract. But last year, at a benefit, she sang an impromptu version of The Locomotion. People liked it so much, they said I should record something, she said. That inspired me to make a demo, a demonstration record, that is, of Locomotion. A local label signed her, undoubtedly thinking that a single by a major pop star might get airplay. Those label execs guessed right. If Minogue hadn't been a TV star, would the single have gotten much attention, or would she have even had a chance to record it in the first place? Probably not, she said. But singing, which was a sidelight for her a year ago, has become the focus of her career. She's got out of TV now because the show was taking away time from her recording promotion duties. I can always go back to the show, she said. I'm not through with acting. I'd like to do movies next year, but singing, number one now. I really like it. I want to follow through on it. I want to get better at it. I want to get recognized as a good singer. That might mean working with producers other than Stock, Aiken, and Waterman on her next album. No decisions have been made about that just yet, she said.
Now, Lee Wooten is a sweet, sweet, lovely Kylie fan. Um, you'll, If you follow Kylie on social media or if you're in any groups, you'll know or would have seen or read Lee's views. Lee, thank you so much for sending in your thoughts about the original Kylie album. I remember very well when Kylie first released her first studio album 35 years ago. I only bought it on vinyl and video back then. I was always a big Neighbours fan and loved Kylie's character. Seeing her go into music, I was really excited about it. And after listening to her first album for the first time, I knew she was going to be successful. Because let's face it, every song on her first album is amazing. My favourite song is I'll Still Be Loving You. It was funny, really, because on the front cover, I always thought she was wearing a hat, but I found out five years later it was her hair. The song I kept playing the most when I bought her first album was The Locomotion, but I will be forever grateful that Kylie released this album 35 years ago, because it brought us many brilliant studio albums of Kylie over the years. In my opinion, she's not just the best Australian act of all time, but she's the best female singer of all time, the world over, from Lee Wotton, Birmingham, United Kingdom. Bless you, Lee. You are such a beautiful Kylie fan. I always adore reading your posts about Kylie. You're one of her biggest advocates, her biggest fans. You don't let anyone get away with saying anything bad about Kylie. You are an amazing Kylie fan. Thank you. And friend of the show, Mario, is going to tell us a little bit about what it was like to hear this album for the first time as an English Kylie fan. Hi, I'm Mario Kiriakou and I'm from Cheer Up and I am based in the United Kingdom. And my memory of Kylie Minogue's debut album, Kylie, I was 10 at the time and I remember I came home from school waiting for my older brother to come back who had gone to buy us it on his way back from school from Woolworths. He got me the vinyl and he got himself the cassette. I just remember the album. I had already been familiar with I Should Be Looking, Got To Be Certain, as well as The Locomotion. But honestly, it was 10 tracks of pure pop. It was the second album I ever got after the hit factory of Stockheek and Mortman earlier that year. And I just remember every single song just stood out. At that time, my favourites alongside the singles had to be Love at First Sight and I Miss You. Absolutely loved those tracks. They were just so pop and fluffy. For now, though, I, I honestly have got to admit, Turn It Into Love is right up there. It's one of my most favourite Kylie songs of all time. And my favourite single from the album has to be Got To Be Certain. And as an album, I would say Kylie's debut, Kylie, is probably my second favourite Kylie album, Just Behind Enjoy Yourself, which to me brings back so many childhood nostalgic memories. So, yeah, that's my, my input on the Kylie album. Mario, you are a legend. Thank you so much for sending that through. It was so enjoyable listening to the impact that this album had on you. Can you hear the excitement in these guys' voices as they talk through what it was like? Like, it just brings back such affectionate, warm memories. And I know so many of you are thinking the same thing. 
If you'd like to share your story about your relationship with any pop star, be it Kylie, Madonna, Janet Jackson, I don't care. Is there a song that stands out to you right now that you want to talk about? Even if you just want to tear shreds off me, that's fine. Send us an audio clip. It will be aired. Unless you're breaking a law, we'll put it to air. So time to talk Australia at Outlook.com. All you do is pull out your phone, get the recording device, speak into it. Please don't worry about it being professional or how you sound. You're not judged for that. And send it through. And of course, a reminder that you can find Time to Talk Australia on Instagram, social media, Facebook, all over the place. I'm not so tech savvy, to be honest, but you can definitely find us there and you can listen to the podcasts. You can stream them. It's been really fun spending some time with you. A couple of quick things before we go. Are you looking forward to the imminent tour? And what will it be called? The Tension Tour? But more immediately, we need to think about what is single number two right people who listen to this show will know what i want it to be it needs to be hands 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 where she'll be accused of mimicking doja cat no question about it but with a killer video clip like a really sexy kylie video clip for hands i also love green light i don't see green light as a single not because it's not good enough i just don't know hands feels like the one to me but green light i i'm obsessed with green light and hands We need to help Kylie out. What should single number two be? We know for a fact that she's already planning three singles from this album. They've all got a video planned um, with Sophie who directed Padam Padam. So we know that there's going to be three, which is cool. But I still haven't heard enough from you. What should single number two be? Maybe I'm hearing a little bit of silence on that topic because a lot of you haven't heard any of the other tracks from Tension. So listen, thank you for spending some time with me. Our hearts are with Madonna. Please, please, Madonna's team, let us know what's going on for her. We need to know that she's okay. And in Kylie world, we'll just keep supporting you, Kylie. We'll keep supporting your wines and your tour and your padam and your tension, your everything. We'll keep supporting you. I might even, even come over and see you after I've finished walking around the sphere, of course. Take care, everyone. I'll speak to you soon.